Blog Talk Radio. Uh, also, I want to speak to a point from our friends in Washington. Uh, Senator McConnell, who is the head of Junior Show, Blog Talk Radio, out of the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois, and Donald Trump is sending the federal officers to this city to try to quell crime. Uh, It seems like the mayor is giving in. Anyway, this is the George Wilder Junior Show, and we are now on the air. Um... Yes, we are. Hang in there.
Joining me now for more on the um, lack of leadership, which is putting it mildly, coming from the White House, former Republican strategist Steve Schmidt. Steve, I wanted to talk to you because I, I keep thinking about this piece a, a writer named Alex Perrine wrote a few years ago. He basically made this, this was the case he made. He said basically for a long time, conservative media had sort of two echelons. There was talk radio and other things for the base. Uh, and that was, there was a lot of conspiratorial stuff. There was a lot of hawking of supplements and things like that. And then there was a kind of like elites uh, who, who consumed other stuff. You know, they read the news, a variety of newspapers. And then at a certain point, like the people who only consumed the universe of right-wing media actually became the decision makers. They became the people running for office. They became the people elected to president. And then this is what you end up with when that happens. Well, good evening, Chris. Total insanity, for sure. And when we look out at the whole spectrum of the nonsense that's communicated to the American people through the vast and sophisticated Trump propaganda network that's heavily influenced by misinformation that's intended to divide the American people, put into the social media sphere by hostile foreign intelligence services, it's a real threat to the comedy in our country. And so we've seen all of this play out over the course of this pandemic. We've seen a president of the United States standing behind the podium with blazoned with the seal of the presidency saying, inject disinfectants, saying that I'm taking this malaria drug that could kill him. Over and over and over again, the American people have been subjected to wave after wave of idiocy, of asininity, of misinformation from the president of the United States. And, and what it all adds up to is the most inept and incompetent response to a crisis that's conceivable to imagine. This is, this is the worst response by an American leader certainly by a president, but by any American leader in a time of testing crisis in our nation's history. It's appallingly bad. And so as we talk right now, more Americans will be dead by the dawn. We're approaching 100,000 dead Americans because of the abject incompetence and mishandling of this by Donald Trump. And when you sit there and you look at Alex Jones, and you look at Laura Ingram, and Judge Janine, and all of them. I mean, each and every one is in their own right spectacularly nuts as they go on and they talk about this stuff, and that there are vulnerable people out there watching these people who make five, 10, 15, 20, 30 million dollars a year, following their advice, endangering themselves, it's just tragic. It's such a lethal con and fraud that's perpetrated by these people on the American people. It's just not a word for it. It's just despicable. But here's the thing about that. I, 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 I agree with much of that. But what, what, what is even more mind-blowing to me, and in some ways more depressing and, and more sort of a desperate situation, is that the con includes the president. Like, he believes the con. He thinks he watches a bunch of people on Trump TV say this drug is it, it, it's it's a miracle and they don't want you to have it. And all the the liberal people are out to get you. So you should take it. And he's actually taking it because, like, he's a mark for this stuff, too. And that's the guy that's in the country. Well, a absolutely. Look, Donald Trump is many things. 
He's dishonest. He's lied to the American people more than 17,000 times. He's completely corrupt. He's indecent. He's vile. He's divisive. But in this moment, the thing that matters the most, and I don't say this to name call, but he's an imbecile. There's, he there's no other word for it. That's the precise word we use in the English language to describe his comportment, to describe his behavior. Most powerful person in the world who told the American people when there were 15 cases that this would be gone, it would disappear like it was magic, told the American people yeah. that the Chinese government was on top of this, told the American people the way you deal with this is maybe by injecting or consuming disinfectants. Every day has been the achievement of a new stratosphere of just abject idiocy flowing out from the White House. So it's the mismanagement of the crisis. And while that's going on, we see the continual assault on our democratic institutions, the undermining of the rule of law, the institutionalization of the corruption of this administration through the attorney general, the firing of the inspector generals, and on and on it goes. All right, we're having a problem, it seems like. So we, we're, always, we're always having problems. But anyway, let's see if we can move on from here. Stuff is, things are popping up on. Here is Stevie Wonder. Hi, this is me. This is me. This past Friday, many of us celebrated Juneteenth. I did. And yet so many others didn't and haven't. As a matter of fact, there are three states that still do not recognize it. North Dakota, South Dakota, and Hawaii. How did it feel to celebrate freedom that we're still fighting for? Hmm. It felt and feels too familiar. I know that dance. I've heard those songs. It was an 18-year fight to get Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday a national holiday. Yet, it was a fight I was not willing to lose. It was a fight that many of you joined. And I thank you. But here we are again and again and again and again. I'm not one who make believes. I know that leaves are green. They only turn to brown. When autumn comes around, I know just what I say today not yesterday. And all things have an ending. But what I'd like to know is when will the day come that we let hate go? Or do I have to concede that for human beings, it's just impossible? But if life can have an ending, all things can have an ending. Systemic racism can have an ending. Police brutality can have an ending. Economic repression of black and brown people can have an ending. A movement without action is a movement standing still. To those who say they care, move more than your mouth. Move your feet to the polls and use your hands to vote. The future is in your hands. We have the power to vote, 
and we can make a change. The youngest at 18 and the oldest at 110 can make a difference. Make your plan now to vote because right now there are forces trying to take your vote away in November. I hear voices on the left. I hear voices on the right. I've been following everything that's being said. But what I have not heard is a unanimous commitment to atone for the sins of this country. I've heard the person in the highest place of this nation say there are fine people on both sides. That sounds noncommittal to me. I have a great relationship with the blacks. Peaceful protesters called thugs. Immigrants called rapists. And from the very place that civilization began, Africa, I've heard this commander-in-chief call it an S-H-I-T hole. Wow. One day, you will show that you're sorry. Because action speaks louder than words. In the appalling silence, by some, is deafening. The only way any of us can show repentance is by how we live, not what we say. Lift your heart to the now, for the forever. Change those words into action. Black lives do matter. And this is not another digital viral trend moment or hashtag. It has to be the beginning of an end of all this book-ish. It is our lives, literally. Yes, all lives do matter. But they only matter when black lives matter, too. You know, it's a sad day when I can see better than your 2020 vision. The universe is watching us. Forget about a hundred, a thousand years from now. What will we have done by this time next year? I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about every single body. Let's do something. Let's make a difference. I thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, Stevie.
Trump sends his thugs to Chicago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard that already. Trump sending, let me see what it says here, federal troops to Chicago because of the violence. I have to admit, the violence is out off the hook, out of control. Because, you know, I mean, we hired a mayor. She hired a superintendent. But nothing has changed. The violence is out of control. And it's obvious. I've talked about this years ago on the show. It's obvious that these knuckleheads we have as city leaders do not know what they're doing or care. Or care. Mayor after mayor after mayor in the city of Chicago, in this beautiful city, in this city, fails when it comes to controlling crime. I bet you if I was mayor, I could tell them how to do it, and it would work. And I've tried to send suggestions to these assholes, but they wouldn't listen. They don't want to do it. But yet, people are still getting murdered down in the streets, and all the thing they can, only thing they do is make excuses. Well, it's poverty. They don't have anywhere to go. They don't have jobs. Give me a break. That's been used. And then the superintendent tried to use something like, well, they're letting uh, criminals out of the jail that should not be let out of jail so fast. That's a a talking uh, point that they were using during the Rauner administration and back before then. So they're using this... The new mayor, the new superintendent is using old excuses for not being able to stop crime in the city of Chicago. They're incompetent. I mean, the American, I mean, she can talk a good game on the coronavirus. I mean, hey, wow. I mean, she got pretty, plenty of good reviews on that. But when it comes to shooting and killing and violent weekends in the city of Chicago, more excuses. More excuses. They don't have any plan. They never had plan. If they did have a plan, it's a failed plan. Now, <laughs> something just popped up on my uh, computer, and it's not good. But anyway, they're failures at what they're doing. They're failures at their job. They're failing in protecting their own people from senseless gun violence. I, uh, people would say, you know, George, um, what do you think should be done about gun violence? I've stated it before. I've stated it time and time again, what I would do. I even given these people some insights and some ideas on how to curtail or eliminate violence in the city of Chicago. As I've just said, <laughs> they didn't heed my advice. They don't want anything. Just like they don't want people coming from the outside telling them what to do. They don't want people from the inside telling them what to do. When they can't do shit. When they don't have any ideas. When they're using the same old excuses that other previous uh, administrations have used. 
there is a way to quell the violence in Chicago, Illinois. There is a way to quell gun violence all around America to stop it. And one of the ways is gun control. Keeping their hands out, keeping, excuse me, keeping the guns out of hands of people who are violent, mentally ill, and just fucking unstable. That that will work. And I'm pretty sure they've heard this before. This is not infringing on your First or Second Amendment right to carry and bear arms. This is just keeping guns out of the hands of criminals and thugs and the bad guys out here who will use them. A lot of the guns that the bad guys use to shoot and kill and murder, they are bought by someone else who sells them to the bad guys. A lot of these guys who are shooting and killing, they don't have a gun permit. They don't have a conceal and carry. Someone else that they know outside of themselves are buying the guns and selling them or giving them to the people in the city of Chicago. And that's one of the things the mayor and the superintendent should know and should be investigating who are giving these thugs guns to kill our children. That's another idea. I just, it just came up with it off my head. Go after the people who are applying these guns, who are giving these guns, who are supplying these guns to the thugs and the bad guys. And there are other ways you can... Uh, but anyway, Trump is seeing his, uh, sending his troops, his thugs, federal officers... I'm hearing this time they're going to have badges. We're going to know who they are, you know. But I guess what I'm really saying, and you might be alluding to what I'm actually saying, I'm saying Chicago needs help with crime. We need help. And if it's stinking Trump that's going to apply it and help, let it be. I say let it be. Because the superintendent and the mayor are failures when it comes to solving Chicago's crime problem that goes nothing but up. I mean, there's people who don't want to even visit Chicago because of this. But I don't think – I think the tourism once before the, the pandemic was pretty, pretty decent in, the, in Chicago, even – with the um, the high crime rates, I guess people wanted to come. Let's go to Chicago. Let's see how how uh, how high the crime wave wave will be. Will we get killed once we land? Yeah, I say send troops to Chicago. The superintendent and the mayor want to bitch about uh, federal troops in Chicago. Who wants to work with them to? get this crime down, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And in other cities like uh, Detroit, maybe Los Angeles, New York, where the crime is just off the hook, 
The bad guys are taking over the streets, shooting, 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 shooting. And no matter how many guns that this administration, Chicago administration, Lori Lightfoot administration, no matter how many guns that these people take off the street, means nothing. They can take 200 guns off the street. The next night, 100 people have gotten shot after they didn't took 200 guns off the street. So it means very little. But, ever, but whenever they take guns off the street, I mean, they're all on television showing you how many guns they didn't took off the street, what kind of guns, calibers, revolvers, semi-automatics. I mean, they have it all on the table. And they'd be patting, patting themselves on the back because they've taken so many guns off the street. That same night, 50 people are shot, not shot with those guns that they say that they have taken off the street. So, so you know, I mean, it's good to get guns off the street, Ill- illegal guns, illegal guns. It's good to get guns off the street. But that still is not lowering the crime rate. In some instances, it's going up. It's increasing. Now, I admire her a little bit, not much. She seems like she, I'm talking about Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. She seemed, I didn't vote for her. No, I did not, because I didn't think that she was a good fit for the city of Chicago, but somehow she squeaked by and she became the mayor. I think she, I think she has a good heart. I think she has good intentions. I think she's too soft. You cannot be too soft in Chicago as mayor of Chicago. Her superintendent, he is too soft. He's like a marshmallow. And you know what? The criminals know this. They know people who are don't have it, don't have the gumption or the nerve. And this is what it seems like to me, they, that they don't have the gumption or the nerve. Anyway, Trump sends his thugs to Chicago. The mayor fails. And I, I believe that. That's the title I'm calling this show. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I do believe that um, he's fa- we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Uh, and my my understanding that these these uh, federal officers, ICE or uh, Homeland Security or whoever they are and whoever they're calling themselves, Trump is saying that they're going to stay in Chicago indefinitely. There's no timetable for them to go. Trump sent those troops to Chicago despite what Lori Lightfoot wanted. She didn't want any troops here. She was even talking about violence against the troops if they sh- should appear. But now it seems as if she's lighting her stance a little bit. Yeah, we'll take them. <laughs> we'll take them as long as they're working in conjunction with the Chicago police, which is what they should be doing anyway, not out there rogue and randomly uh, uh, shooting and and and. and Beating uh, innocent, beating up on innocent people. Okay. 
And uh, we're just going to see. And if, if anything fucks up, I'll be right back here to tell you about it. Because um, remember, this is the Trump administration. Donald Trump has empowered tyrants worldwide by cashing in on our values. Of course he has. He's a crook and a criminal. He's a thug. He's he's a traitor, but he's doing what he needs to do to stay in office. Trump cannot win the election fairly. He will not end it, win it fairly. He will end it by cheating. By cheating. That's his only option. That's the only way for him to go is to cheat. American people should not stand by and let this man cheat. And if it's found out that he has cheated, he should. If he should win, it it should be annulled quickly. If there is proof that he cheated, went above the, went around the Constitution and cheated, he should be. Um, it should be annulled. But Democrats are so weak. I am not a Democrat. I am an independent. I think for myself. I do what I want. Um, Democrats are weak. They they're soft-hearted. They're understanding, <laughs> and sometimes that works against them. I know you've heard a well, lot. Democrats are crybabies. Out there, soft-hearted, yeah. and they are. Listen to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> you will find that they are. But sometimes they're so hard. They're so nice and kind that they may let Trump get away with cheating and win the election. As I've said many times, even if Trump cheats, there's a second way he can be out. On the White House, out of the Oval Office. Win the Senate. Democrats can win the Senate. He's already been impeached by the House. You just have to be impeached by the Senate. But we know he will not be impeached by a Republican Senate. But maybe a Democratic Senate. We can win the Senate this fall, this November. And we will kick him out if he cheats and stays in office. See, it's, 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 there's not just one way to get Trump out of there. There's two, maybe three, but I'm going to focus on voting him out in November, which he is saying he may not leave the White House. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm thinking about some of the, some things people have said <laughs> about Trump if he decides he's not going to leave the White House. Some of it's very funny. But he has stated that he's not sure if he's going to take uh, the election results fully. And he may not leave the White House. He, <laughs> I think Joe... <laughs> I think once Joe Biden is sworn in, he's going to have Trump kick the fuck out. Wow. This is the worst president ever. This, he's the worst monster. 
um, I've ever seen. I've ever seen. However, if sending federal troops to, to Chicago or whoever they are, and hopefully they will be identified or have been identified, will help stop some of the crime in the city of Chicago. It's senseless crime. It's stupid crime. It's dumb crime. And it's on the south and west sides of Chicago. Thank God I'm on the north side. But crime happens everywhere. It can happen anywhere. Other cities have crime also. I don't know why Trump is singling out Chicago. Maybe it's the mayor. Maybe he doesn't like the mayor. Maybe because she's gay and she's African-American. Yeah. Lori Lightfoot is gay and she's African-American. Maybe that's why he's singling out Chicago. Because we know Trump is a true racist. We know that. So give it a few days and uh, we'll see what's happening. Um. We will see how this goes down, and we will be back on the George Wilder Jr. Show to tell you about it. I'm pretty sure it'll be all over the Internet and all over the news if these guys and girls in these camouflage uniforms fuck up. They go out there and start busting heads because that's what Trump wants. That's what he likes. He's killing people. The virus, this virus, has been called and named, and I think right so the Trump virus The Trump virus And now he's out there saying Telling everybody to wear a mask It's too fucking late man He's telling everybody to wear a mask Wear a mask Where were you three months ago When you called it a hoax Where were you three months ago When you called it a hoax Now you're telling everybody to wear a mask after 200,000 people just about or will die. This is still your virus, man. It's you. It's you. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are broadcasting out of the city of Chicago. <laughs> we have the troops or will have the troops here. And... Um, you know, you know, most of us are staying inside, um, but it will be all over the news. Hmm. It will be all over the news. I'm getting. I'm hoping that the audio is okay. It feels like it's going in and out. Um. Okay, is everything okay? All right. Okay, so we're still talking about Donald Trump sending troops to Chicago. Sending troops to Chicago. We got to see how that's going to work out. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but we will find out. All right, we're going to take a musical break, and we will be right back. Stay where you are.
Of the advances we've made, it is no surprise that so many of us are utterly devastated by the election of Donald Trump. I have been very clear about my opposition to this president. And everyone knows what I believe. I believe he is one of the most dishonorable, deceitful, and despicable people ever to hold public office. He has undermined the rule of law. He has isolated the United States allies. He has decimated our country's standing and leadership around the world. He has empowered and emboldened white nationalists, racist criminals, and con men just like himself. He flew to Puerto Rico after the island was ravaged by a hurricane, insulted San Juan's mayor, and proceeded to throw paper towels at our fellow Americans who are to this day still trying to recover from that storm. He endorsed a pedophile that ran for the United States Senate and defended white beaters on his White House staff. This man lies on a daily basis, and for all of the people and institutions he has insulted over the last two years, the only person he will not offend or criticize is Vladimir Putin, a brutal dictator who does not share our nation's interests around the world. Of course, none of this should surprise any of us because Donald Trump revealed and showed us who he is and what he was all about throughout his campaign. You may have heard that Donald Trump recently attacked me at the Grand Island Club dinner last week. And people are asking me, oh my goodness, what do you think about that? Well, I tell you what I think about it. I certainly expected him to do something like that. I don't know why it took him so long. Don't forget, this man who's disparaging me has been called stupid, ignorant, uninformed, unhinged, and a moron by his own staff and appointees. And so he had the nerve to attack me. I'm in this fight. I am not going to back down. And I believe that all of us deserve better than Donald Trump. I believe this country deserves better than Donald Trump. I wanted everyone to know that they had a right to be angry about the election of Trump, that this president is not normal, but that all is not lost, because each of us has the power to set this country back on track. I feel very confident and hopeful about the future because I know there are so many people here tonight and in cities and towns across the United States who are about to reclaim their time and reclaim this country. So, we are counting on all of you to show up during the 2018 midterms and vote for people who will restore this democracy and uphold everything that we have fought for to advance the LGBTQ equality. And ladies and gentlemen, again, I keep bringing up Mueller's name because I have so much faith in him. Crap. I like All the right, work that Maxine, he's doing. I think he's going to get it. Bye.
Okay, they're talking about a vaccine. Um, <clears throat> that they found a vaccine. Uh, no doubt about it. A lot of countries are uh, trying to come up with this vaccine. There's no doubt about that. There's a lot of countries trying to come up with a vaccine. And some have come up with a vaccine, and it's out there. But to think about this, Trump is trying to take credit for this, the vaccine. He's, as if he, <laughs> if he came up with it, if he uh, created it, put it, put it all together. He's trying to take credit for this vaccine. And now he's trying to order them to do certain things with it and about it, as if he made it. As if he's the one who uh, is the cause of it. No, he's not. Uh, Look for that in Trump uh, in the later days. Um, This vaccine, he's going to try and take credit for it. He's going to try and uh, do a victory lap for it as if he was the one (laughs) who, who put it forth. And he was not. He was against it. He was always against it. But now since he can't stop it, he's going to try and take credit for it. I would like to say I'm glad there's a vac- uh, pushing stupid. Uh, I'm glad that there is a vaccine out there now. They All they have to do now is, is get it to people, get it to those vulnerable people who are um, – Get it to all of us. You know, I mean, I don't have the coronavirus. I don't think. I thought I don't think I have it. But to keep me from getting it, I haven't been tested because there's uh, limited testing uh, facilities in this area. You know, but there is a vaccine. Not everyone will be able to get vaccine when it's approved. I don't understand that. I'm reading this from off of CNN. Uh, they're saying not everyone will be able to get the vaccine. I think that's baloney. I think if you have a vaccine, you're going to uh, come up with enough doses to um, to uh, uh, inject everyone with this. So uh, they're saying it now, but, you know, I mean, I don't think they're going to um, – they're waiting for it to be approved by the FDA, I believe. Uh, once it's improved, people will start um, getting it. My thinking is that they're going to, once the, the drug, the vaccine is improved, they're going to give it to the most vulnerable people, like older Americans or uh, small children, infants, babies, Um people over 60, uh, then they will probably um, give it to those uh, who are under 60, under 40, under 30, you know, the young people who, young people will get it too, but they won't get it as, they they don't get it as faster as um, people over 60 and infants, you know, so this is what I'm hearing. I'm just quoting what I'm hearing. And it, it makes a lot of sense, too. So um, there is a vaccine. That's that's a given. There is a 
vaccine. And I'm hearing that the United States is buying, buying billions and billions of, of doses to give to Americans. And Trump is taking credit for that. He doesn't want that. He wants us all to die so we can't vote. But he's going to try and take credit for it because he is 24, 20 points behind at this at this juncture. I'm hearing he is 20 points behind Joe Biden. And that's nationally. That's not in a not in one or two states, but that's nationally. That's the entire country. And that's bad. That is really bad. And a lot of us feel that Trump cannot come back from this. From this whipping, this beating, this wipeout. He cannot come back from it. This is why a lot of us are saying that he's going to cheat. He, and a lot of things that he's doing is causing him to lose more votes. And I understand that he's lost even some of his base because of this shit. He's lost even some Republicans. There are Republicans rooting for this guy to get the fuck out of office. There's Republicans out there. Republicans who are running videos and ads saying, get this buffoon out of there. He's the worst thing ever. These are Republicans. And Trump is always talking about saying things nasty about the Democrats. The Democrats. It's the Democrats. The Democrats. You know, like we like we don't uh, matter. This is what this guy is doing. And I, 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 you know, can understand it. I think we have an uh, audio problem, but I'm going to keep going because I think the computer actually hears me. So he is. uh, He's in a lot of trouble. Trump is. He's in a lot of trouble. Uh, I don't think there's no way he can come back from this. I really, really don't. People hate him. And I'm not just talking about people in America. People around the world hate this son of a bitch. Around the world in other countries hate him. They don't even want him there in their country. (laughs) They don't want him there. They don't want no parts of Donald Trump in their countries. I mean, what happens you heard of him flying out of the country for a summit here or a summit there or or a meeting here? They don't want him in their country. One of the reasons why they don't want him is because of the virus. The virus, America is the country or one of, of the countries that has the highest in the world. We have the highest. So... And another reason why they don't want it, because he's just stupid and dumb. He's ignorant. All right, it's in the city of Chicago. Okay, what it says. Okay, a reporter didn't call Kayla uh, McEnany a lying bitch, but Fox ran with it anyway. Well, you know Fox. They're going to run with anything to, uh, to try to keep their man in office or try to get their man more votes, which is Donald Trump. So it's, um, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. I remember her when she first came on, she said that she would never lie. She's not a liar. And this bitch been lying ever since. 
and I'm not the only one that's saying that. So, uh, uh, other people are saying it, and she has. I mean, you don't work for Trump unless you lie. You don't tell him the truth. He will fire you. You lie to Donald Trump, and he will keep you on, maybe give you a raise. You lie for him. You help him to stay out of jail. But if you get up there telling the truth, you <laughs> you don't tell him what he wants to hear, you're out of there. Regardless, this guy is a criminal, and he will always be a criminal no matter what. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. What is this uh, Trump's shocking support? Oh, he he's always supporting criminals. Because he's a criminal. He gets he gets criminals out of jail. He gets them out of jail, and he hires them in the White House, somewhere in the White House. He does. He gets them out of jail. He pardons them. He gives them a job in the White House. He gets – he pardons people who are guilty. Guilty. We know they're guilty. The FBI know they're guilty. Local police know they're guilty. Trump knows they're guilty. But he hires them because they were loyal to him. They were trying to protect him. They kept their mouth shut. <laughs> wow, what a country we live in, folks. I mean, this is really, really out of the twilight zone or something. Biden said, Joe Biden just got through saying that this is the first time ever America has voted for a racist. He's, this, those are his words. American has And it is. We've never had a racist president. We've had 45 presidents, including Donald Trump. The rest of the 44 presidents were not racist. They may have been a Democrat. They may have been a Republican before Donald Trump, but, but they were not racist. George W. Bush wasn't racist. He was stupid. He was kind of dumb, but he wasn't a racist. Trump is the first racist president in the history of America. Probably the history of the world. Wow. That has to really say something. And that was a strong statement, I think, by Joe Biden to say that Trump is the first racist president to ever have been elected in the United States of America. The first, and a lot of these uh, accusations that come out about Trump that accuse Trump of this or that, Trump never comes out to defend himself. We're still waiting on for him to say something about the bounty on American soldiers that the Russian allegedly had something to do with. He still hasn't came out on that. And I don't understand why the American uh, – he's a commander-in-chief. He's, he commands the armed forces. I don't understand why a lot of them, some have, 
a lot of them have not come out to condemn this man, putting their lives in jeopardy because he will not stand up for them. I've said this many attempts, many attempts. Trump is no leader. He doesn't have the ability to govern. And it's something mentally. Maybe physically. He doesn't have the ability to be a leader. He doesn't have the ability to stand up and fight for America. What does he do? He fights against America. That's what he does. He fights against this country. That's what makes him a traitor. I mean, this is this is probably Donald Trump's third time around at being a at being a traitor to America. Helsinki, how could we ever forget Helsinki? I mean, Putin leads Donald Trump around like a lap dog. And then he comes back on us like he like he owns everything. Never forget that Donald Trump cannot borrow money in in an American bank. He cannot borrow a cent. He cannot get any credit from any company, not even a furniture store. He cannot get any credit. He cannot borrow money. He cannot get money. He can't do anything financially in the, in the United States because of his six bankruptcies and companies that he supposedly ran that went under. And now he got he has his hands on the United States. And he's ruining it. He's bringing it down. Donald Trump is saying to himself probably if I can't win the presidency, I'm going to take America down with me. I'm going to tear it apart. And that's what he's doing. And that's what he's been doing. America we look down on in the world. We look down on in the world because of this man. And I recall reading somewhere where Trump said America, uh, foreign countries, other countries are laughing at America. And I knew that was a lie. They're not laughing at us. They're not laughing at the American people. They're laughing at you, Trump. They're laughing, and you know that. I mean, you talk to some of these leaders from other countries, they will tell, <laughs> they will tell you that. I mean, I, 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 meet some, I meet some of these people on Facebook, and they will say, hey, they're laughing at uh, Donald Trump. It's another lie. <laughs> it's another lie coming from Donald Trump. But um, hang in there, and we have to vote, people. We have to vote. No matter what we do, we must vote. And we have to vote in really, really big numbers. Because if Donald Trump cheats, which he will, because there's no other way for him to win this thing, I don't think he's gonna lay. I don't think he's gonna lay down and let Joe Biden wipe him out in terms of um, getting votes. 
we have to vote. I mean, we have to vote in really, really strong numbers. Numbers. So if Donald Trump does cheat, it will not make that much of a difference. He will still lose. He will still lose if we vote like crazy. And I mean, really like crazy. I mean, if you got to stand in that line, I, I hate to say this, but if you got to stand in a line, a voting line, uh, for two or three hours to get the vote, it's going to be worth it. But a lot of us is going to be doing mail-in votes because of the virus, because of the pandemic. Trump doesn't want that, even though he does it all the time. He's vote by mail. The majority of the Republicans in Congress, they vote by mail. But they don't want us voting by mail. They don't want us doing it. Because it's fraud. We're going to cheat. There's never been anything wrong with voting by mail. The Republicans are just afraid of us voting by mail because that means that their ass is grass. Yeah, but if you have to stand in those lines, we're going to find any way we can to vote. Whether it's by mail, going to the polling place, any way that you are online, we must vote. Because they're out there to stop it. They are figuring out ways right now to suppress the vote because that's what the Republicans are about. They can't win shit fairly. They have to cheat. But if we do this in droves, people voting like their lives depended on it, which it does, we will win this thing. And Donald Trump will get more years in prison because he tried to cheat, break the law, and cheat. The George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air <laughs> in Chicago, where we have federal troops on the ground. Federal troops are here. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. You are
front tonight. President Trump kowtowing to Vladimir Putin, giving Putin exactly what he wants in two major ways. First, lifting sanctions off two big Russian firms. And second, announcing that he's going to pull American troops out of Syria, something Putin wants more than almost any other thing. It could not get better for Putin today. And Trump, in a new White House video tonight, sticking by his Syria announcement, and he did it on a video. He, he, he didn't come out and speak to the nation. He didn't answer questions on the decision. He's not answering questions from Congress. No, he hid away and put out a little video. Here's a clip. He hid away. And we have won against oh, ISIS. Boy. We've beaten oh, them, boy. and we've beaten them badly. We've taken back the land, and now it's time for our troops to come back home. Okay, well, he can say it as much as he wants to say it. But again, he said that without taking questions from anyone or talking to anybody because he didn't want to answer the questions. And his own party is livid. Now we're dramatically less safe. This is an Obama-like move. It's a terrible mistake. And, and unfortunately, I think we're going to pay a price for it if, if it's not reversed. I doubt there's anybody in the Republican caucus in the Senate that just isn't stunned by this precipitous decision that just like you woke up in the morning and made it. That shock and anger again from his own party coming in response to Trump's Twitter announcement that he's going to withdraw those U.S. troops fighting ISIS in Syria. So the original tweet this morning, quote, and, and to announce we have defeated ISIS in Syria, my only reason for being there during the Trump presidency. Let's just be clear. He announced that he's pulling U.S. troops out via tweet. Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger, who fought in the war on terror in Iraq and Afghanistan, rep responded to the president's tweet, quote, this is simply not true. In fact, a Middle Eastern leader in the midst of this fight recently told me this summer that Islamic terror groups, including al-Qaeda, are regrouping and rebuilding, something the president's own special envoy for the global coalition to defeat ISIS was extremely clear about just last week. Got to listen to that. Nobody is declaring a mission accomplished. Obviously, it would be reckless if we were just to say, well, the physical caliphate is defeated, so we can just leave now. I think anyone who's looked at a conflict like this would agree with that. Worth stopping here, to be clear, that Brett McGurk, you just saw there, is the person whose job title in the Trump administration includes the words defeat ISIS. But while at home, the president's move was met with anger, Putin celebrated you know, of course, Putin has been fighting against the United States and Syria and with U.S. rivals, including President Trump's boogeyman, Iran. And in response to Trump's move today, Putin's foreign affairs spokeswoman went on television to say the presence of American troops in Syria was an obstacle to peace. She said, quote, a very important story that may follow from this decision is a real, real prospect for a political settlement. The Russians are happy. And Trump's decision to go against his own Defense Department, right, his own defeat ISIS envoy, and his own party, and with Putin, rendered his vice president mute. Mr. Vice President, do you believe the remarks in Syria? Do you stand by what you said to the members of the Senate? Nothing to say. Caitlin Collins is out front at the White House. And, and Caitlin, you know, look, the president makes this uh, announcement on Twitter and then says nothing to anybody all day and is afraid to take questions, it looks like now, putting out a, a video, right, where... Uh, he was safe and secure from anyone asking him anything. Yeah, typically, Aaron, a president would come out to some kind of address and announce this, or someone would appear on camera from the White House. But instead, the president tweeted his tweet, and the press secretary issued a statement 
to uh, reporters but did not answer follow-up questions about this statement. And here's a little insight into just how much this caught officials here at the White House off guard. They held a background briefing call, which is where typically an official will come on, explain the administration's position, where they are going forward with this. But during this call with reporters today, Aaron, they could not say how many troops have already come home from Syria, what the timeline is going to be, or when the rest of the troops are going to come home as a move that they've signaled. They could not answer those questions. Instead, referring several of the reporters to the Department of Defense, which I should note is referring reporters back to the White House to answer those questions. One more thing during that call, the officials were asked, who did not, uh, they refused to be identified publicly, they were asked about the National Security Advisor John Bolton saying just a few months ago that the U.S. will have a presence in Syria as long as Iran is operating there. And they essentially chalked it up saying that it's the president's prerogative if this is his decision now and that's where we're going. One more thing, Aaron, that I want to know is that Senator Bob Corker, a chairman of a Senate committee, was here at the White House for a scheduled meeting earlier today, already here inside the West Wing when they abruptly canceled huh. his meeting with no excuse. All right. Thank you very much, Caitlin. I want to go now to Republican Congressman Mike Turner, who sits on both the House Armed Services and Intelligence Committees. I appreciate your time, Congressman. Can I just ask you, as Caitlin's thank saying, you. some of these questions. Have, have you, as, as a member of Armed Services, uh, been briefed on how many troops have already come home and on the timeline? I mean, have, 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 has the President shared all this information with you? Well, as, as you know, Aaron, no one has been briefed, which of course is part of the, uh, the consternation that is happening here on Capitol Hill. You, you know, we have discussed before, you, you can't run foreign policy. You certainly shouldn't run troop deployment through Twitter. Uh, there are processes, there are, are implications. You know, there are U.S. troops that are going to bed tonight and that are hearing the news of the, their, uh, their withdrawal, now the president saying imminently. And, and of course, there are um, allies and those that they are working with in the defeat uh, of ISIS uh, that also are hearing the news similarly. It, it, it diminishes overall their credibility and their relationships and the work that they do every day. So what do you make of this? That he announces this on Twitter, and now he's put out this video uh, that you just heard, right? I mean, it's a propaganda video, right? So he's not talking to you guys right now. He's not taking questions from uh, the media, right? He, 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 he seems to be avoiding that altogether. Why? Well, to claim that we have defeated ISIS is, is a, 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 um, you know, a dangerous overstatement, to be, to be sure. Now, there's no question that ISIS has been significantly diminished. If you look at the territory that they've held, uh, the number of soldiers that they've had, this administration, by shifting its policy um, to the defeat of ISIS, has had a significant impact. Now, it doesn't require that we have troops on the ground in order to continue the battle uh, with ISIS. <clears throat> These troops, as you know, were committed during the Obama administration. Um, this is, uh, certainly can be a shift of tactics and strategy, but usually that has to be worked out with the generals and with a process and not just an abrupt statement of a withdrawal. Right, and, and of course, let's just be clear, he is saying that he's defeated ISIS, right? I mean, he just said it again, right? We won. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's like a mission accomplished moment. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. It seems like it doesn't fit with what uh, his intelligence community is saying. It doesn't fit with what his own uh, guy in charge of defeating ISIS is saying. It doesn't fit with what people, Middle Eastern leaders are saying. I mean, the other question, Congressman, of course, is this issue about Russia. I mean, this is what Vladimir Putin wanted. He has made, that is not a secret. I mean, clearly, that is, this is a win for Vladimir Putin tonight. 
Well, one of the things you have to, to recognize, of course, is that the whole reason why Russia is there is the failure of the Obama administration to appropriately handle the weapons of mass destruction, the use of chemical weapons that gave the opportunity for Russia to step in. And we did not have troops that were there for the purposes of counting Russia. They were there for the purposes of, um, of, of defeating ISIS. However, there's no question that the benefit of troops on the ground uh, was certainly a counterbalance to Assad, the Assad regime, which we were opposed to, uh, Russia's uh, influence, and of course, Iran's influence. All of those go right to the issue, of course, that these troops were in Syria without congressional approval. They're still operating under the mandate of al-Qaeda right. uh, and defeating al-Qaeda, and then, of course, I understand uh, which the is the fall you're making, of ISIS. And, and look, a lot of this is fair, but I mean, I just am getting at the bottom line is tonight, Vladimir Putin is happy. There's no bones about that. This is what he wanted, and he has now gotten it. Well, I think the point that's important here is that there's no one on Capitol Hill that would say that we should keep troops in Syria solely for the purposes of a counterbalance to Russia okay. when that is not the mandate, that is not the purpose that was given. Now, there is no question uh, that uh, you know, we're all very pleased with the counterbalance, the effects that it was having on, uh, on Russia's presence, but that is not the purpose of the tr troops were there, and there certainly has not been congressional approval to have troops there for the purposes of countering Iran, Hezbollah, well, or Russia. Well, why, why do you think the president did this? You know, I, I, I've stopped speculating about what the president's purposes or, or, uh, or actions are. I can just tell you this, you know, Twitter is no way uh, to run foreign policy. It certainly is no way uh, to run troop deployment. This is dangerous. It's dangerous for our troops. It's dangerous uh, for our allies, those who are assisting us there on the ground. And it certainly is a grave over overstatement uh, to say that ISIS is defeated. Now, we, we have other ways in which to continue the fight against ISIS in Syria, uh, but that is the, a part of the discussion and the strategy that, that is short-circuited when yeah. the president makes an abrupt statement uh, that troops are going to be withdrawn. And, and let me ask you before we go about the other news tonight, right? Uh, the president, uh, the Trump administration announcing it's lifting sanctions on uh, two major Russian firms uh, linked to Oleg Deripaska, who of course uh, is still individually sanctioned. They were sanctioned. All, all of this is part of uh, the interference in the election. Do you support that decision to, to lift those sanctions? No, I'm actually in support of increasing sanctions on Russia. We've seen no change in Russia's behavior with respect to Ukraine, Crimea, and of course the use of uh, chemical weapons, mass, weapons of mass destruction in uh, the UK. And of course now with the um, you know, closing off access to the Black Sea from the Ukraine, uh, once they've completed their bridge to Crimea, it's a dangerous time to begin to do an, an overture uh, to, uh, uh, to Russia. And I think, you know, certainly even our allies uh, in, in Europe, our, our NATO allies, yeah. believe that uh, what we're seeing in the Black Sea is a dangerous trend. All right. Thank you very much, Congressman. I appreciate you. your time tonight uh, and your honesty. Thank everybody for that. The George Wilder Jr. Show is here, is on the air. And we're hearing that there is a vaccine. That is great news. That's wonderful. But, you know, what's not wonderful is Trump is trying to take credit for it. And I'm pretty sure he's thinking, well, it's happening on my watch. <laughs> so I take care of it. Kara, uh, I take credit for it, even though he called it a hoax. Fox News is still in some ways calling it a hoax. You know, they don't believe it. 130 people, 130,000, 140,000 people have passed away from this shit, and they still don't believe in it. Trump is out there wearing a mask. Uh, well, I'm hearing he's not wearing it anymore. He's wearing it, and then he's not wearing it. I don't know, a 74-year-old ugly-ass man should be, you know, wearing a mask, I think. 
Um, but anyway, we have a vaccine, folks, and that is so crazy. That is so wonderful. Um, maybe we can get back on track, you know, because people aren't following social distancing. I, I, we were out today, and um, we still saw people not wearing masks. Um, I'm starting to label them dumbass, dumbasses. So, uh, but then again, I think there is more people, even young people, more people, even young people. I'm repeating myself. More people, even young people, are wearing masks than they were two weeks ago. Some people are actually getting the message on mask wearing, and that's great. Unmasked right And I wish you, if you're listening to this show, I mean, uh, have other people listen to it so they can uh, uh, understand how important mask wearing is and how important social distancing is. Don't go to a crowded bar or a crowded park or a picnic or just jogging down the street in jogging down the street with your friends and nobody's wearing a mask, this is not going to get the United States out of this mess. We have to do what's right. Other countries are doing the right thing. Cuba, I believe France. Why can't we get it together? Why are we... uh, the country with the most dying, the most infected of any other country. That's crazy. Maybe not Brazil, I'm hearing, but every other damn country, wear your mask. I mean, sometimes I admit it's uncomfortable, and especially in really hot weather, it almost feel like you can't breathe in it. So, you know, I mean, I... Uh, Basically, a mask is for you to wear a mask when other people are not wearing one. Uh, Basically, you can take that damn mask off if you don't see people around you. There's nobody, you know, coming up behind you or in front of you that's not wearing a mask. The best time, I think, to wear a mask is when other people are not wearing them. I mean, if you're walking down the street of your neighborhood or, or, the, or the street of your town or, or your city and you don't see anybody, you know, coming towards you or anything, you can, you can, you know, take it off for a minute or so. But the minute you see other people coming towards you without masks, put it back on. You never know what they might have. And I, I've also heard you can give corona, the coronavirus to other people, even if you don't have it. I thought that was a bit of a stretch, but, you know, that's what the CDC says. So wear your mask. A lot of people wear a mask. And they, you know, um, and there are people who are wearing their mask, but they're not wearing them properly, under their chin, over, the, over up over their forehead. <laughs> What did Trump say? The Lone Ranger? That guy is just plumb stupid. Anyway, um, with this vaccine, I can't stop uh, talking about it because it's, it's, it's God's sin, actually. 
and I'm just waiting for when they can. We were talking about a vaccine by the end of the year. We were talking about a vaccine by well into 2021, but they have one now, right now. And I had a feeling they did, you know, because, and every other country is working on their own vaccine. I mean, similar to a a flu shot every year. Uh, A lot of people do not like getting flu shots. There's something in there. I can't. No, I don't want that. No. And then they go off and they die. We get a flu shot every year. I don't care what people say. I can't. I can't. I said, you want a flu shot, George? Yes. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Ow. Um, but it is, it is so refreshing to hear that there is a, a, um, cure. I'm also hearing that doses for this vaccine will not start until around, I'm going to say around December, 2020. Maybe into January 2021, when we will possibly see Donald Trump dragged out of the White House. Oh, yeah, he's trying to do things now to up his poll numbers. Can you blame him? The man is being devoted by Joe Biden. He is being trashed. He is being wiped out. Some people are saying he should resign because he has no chance of winning. He's not going to resign. There's too many lawsuits up his ass. He's not going to resign. He's going straight to prison. He's not going to resign. The first thing that's going to happen, he will be indicted. And lawsuits a mammy. I actually think Trump is going, I actually think Trump is actually ruined. He's ruined. Remember that uh, bogus college, Trump University, where he just scammed uh, students out of their money? They're going to be coming after his ass. All the women, 20, 30 women that he sexually molested and some say allegedly committed rape, they're coming after his ass. And he knows it. And more and more and more, we're going to see his taxes which I don't give a damn about seeing his taxes anymore. He's done so much he's done so much damage to this country. I don't care. Just drag his ass out. Vote blue. <laughs> Vote blue. Um yeah, he is he is an ass. I mean, I'm sorry for the bad language on the show, folks, but people have to grow up. Kids have to grow up. I mean, and we're in a country, we're in we're in the type of waters we've never been before with this president. I hate calling Donald Trump a president because he's not. There are a lot of people out there calling him illegit- illegitimate, and they have a, a credence. He is illegitimate. Russia put his ass in that office. He cheated to get that job. I remember uh, the 2016 debates 
Every one of them Republicans on that stage was smarter than Donald Trump. He just talked loud and bullied. That's all he did in the debate. And I think that's what he's going to do in a debate with Joe Biden. He's just going to bully because Trump doesn't know shit. He is not a leader. Joe Biden is going to take his ass apart, I hope. (laughs) Yeah. All right, everybody, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're just about off the air. We're going to... We're just about out the air. We will be back tomorrow and more likely um, every day this week. If we're not on the air, there are lots of shows. There are lots of my podcasts hanging around somewhere on the Internet. Just uh, Google my name and you will see many of my podcasts. And you can listen to, you know, any of them. Um, You know, they're, they're good. Believe me, they're good. Maybe outdated, but they're good. Some may even sound as if they're as if it's live. So check out my uh, podcast all over the place, all over the internet. Just enter my name, George Wilder Jr. You'll see a lot of stuff because I googled myself this morning, and um, whenever I, you know, want to know what people are saying or what people think or or what my profile or image is like. Online, I'll Google myself, and I'll just see a lot of shit. Um, some good, some not so good. Some could be better, yeah, but you know. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and we're still having, I believe, some kind of um, audio problem. Anyway, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you had a good time. I sure did. I sure did. Um Remember, there is this vaccine. Keep your fingers crossed. Maybe uh, that they can get this out to billions and billions of people who need it. Um, That would be so, so great. All right, everybody. Have a good day. Goodbye. And always, always stay safe.
Now lay me down before I go to sleep. In a troubled world, I pray the Lord to keep keep hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small. Yeah. 